1: to be back with you folks we're coming to you from pensacola florida we're at the scene with our producer debbie It's stephanie and i we just finished a hard day uh working the booth i mean debbie never even went to eat we need to feed her man Uh, i know she just never left the booth today and and a lot going on and i like pensacola i like the city i i I, it was great opportunity to go to college over there and we got to be part of chapel yesterday that
2: was awesome yeah.
1: So with me as always is my fellow knucklehead advisor and inspector and uh, you know, searcher out of all things knuckleheadedness, so we can help you guys. <laughs> those people you know. We know you're not knuckleheads, so you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. That's right. But this is the not knucklehead moment, celebrating a long time missionary to South America and Mexico and and uh, who's now a pastor's wife. I didn't realize this and, and uh uh, but she'll always be a missionary to Mexico to mm. me. You know, I mean, you just can't leave all those years, 20 something years. I get it. In South America. I mean, you just, that doesn't change. But anyway, the knuckleheaded moment. So I think we have a good one, Stephanie. But first of all, what's going on with you here at Pensacola?
2: Well, Doug, it's been an awesome few days so far. We've yeah. been here now, what, three days?
1: We have. And yeah. um, Four, it's hard really. to believe. I don't know. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, wow. We got in late Saturday evening. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's been an awesome trip. Um, Just many opportunities. Um, I'm excited about the videos we're working on to help with um, reaching out to college students, to reach out to um, veterans or others who are hurting with PTSD. I'm just excited. It's exciting to see
1: God work. Yeah, so so just uh, before Stephanie keeps going with this thought, so the student body uh, leadership uh, got together and they have a project every year that the students work on that they donate to to help better Christianity or people who need to hear uh, about God and his healing powers and his greatness and his awesomeness. And this year they chose us, Wounded Spirits. And uh to help us make videos. And that's what Stephanie was talking about. You know, military, police, everybody, college students with anxiety and depression and how we can reach out and help them. And so you're saying you're excited. How do you think that'll come in handy for folks we work with?
2: Well, I think it's exciting because, you know, we're we're looking at these videos being available um, to encourage people, to give them hope, to give them answers, to give yeah. them the tools, um, you know, to make these available to people who are listening, to give them tools in their hands, videos in their, um, on their phones that they can listen to, that they can watch on their own, to give them hope, to give them answers. I'm sure to give them laughs once in a while, Yeah. Um, just to give them um, maybe a friend that feels like is in their corner as they seek to heal and recover and get better. Um,
1: and we're changing the I, whole way of doing business.
2: Yes. Yeah. It's, it's
1: not going to be just, uh, you know, teachers standing up there preaching or teaching. It's going to be a seated format. Is that, is that how you would say it? Like
2: Yeah. A, like a more of a sitting around in, a, in your living room talking together format versus casual. a classroom yeah, setting yeah. all the time.
1: And we think that's a really good thing right now at this point. It's really... You know, you folks who are out there, we love you. We love hearing from you. We love what's going on in our community, especially in, uh, you know, we hear from you on the podcast. And we've had probably 10 students come up to us this week talking about the podcast. And we know that about 200 of our listeners are here in this area. And uh, uh, and so we we love our listeners. We love what you guys are doing out there. And we want to help. We want to be part mm-hmm. of that. And we We want to reach out to you. So we're going to be doing that.
2: Yeah, I'm excited.
1: And going to be excited so so stephanie what have you who have you met this week what type of i know you and debbie has specifically talked to a lot of ladies what mm-hmm. what would you say the number one thing is with these new ladies you've been speaking with with ptsd what's the number one thing you think folks are going through this week and i mean it's all different for all of us but,
2: yeah. yeah i would say more um this week it would be along the lines of anxiety yeah. depression those would be the two heavy ones um not a lot of them have had relatives or um friends um that have struggled with either suicidal thoughts or yeah whatever um along that way and that's you know i this is all this is all the real this is the real world this is what people are facing today and um you know as we were talking this week about what college students face you know just the stress of Wow. When a student is really doing their best and applying themselves and putting 150% into midterms, into their senior year, whatever the case may be like that, that's stress. That's, it is. There's a lot that goes into there. And so being able to reach out to college students with as a friend um, to show them the love of Christ, to encourage them to stay the course and to finish well, stay strong in the Lord – and um yeah it's an awesome it's an awesome you know if we aren't willing to influence the next generation and encourage them then we're then we're not worth our weight in salt and so we might as well go home
1: yeah if, if we can't help people I mean we just might as well go home yeah you know that's just the reality of it and yeah so I think you know that anxiety and depression boy that's right on and and folks God has an answer for all that and uh and you know that, and we've covered those, and we're going to continue covering things like this. And But we have that knuckle-headed segment that mm, we were starting with, and, yeah. and it's Stephanie's turn today. And uh, so you might be a knucklehead, Stephanie, if...
2: You know, this one stings, Doug, yeah. seeing as how I'm sitting here with a cold washcloth on my arm. But you might be a knucklehead if you go out in the sun. Yeah. And you don't put any on any sunscreen. You know, I, I like... I like the effects of the sun, but not when it causes pain. So, yeah, I, I just as a, a friendly word to the wise as we go into the summer months, you don't have to, you don't have to, like, coat yourself on it, in it, but put on sunscreen if you don't want to be in sunscreen. pain. <laughs>
1: so, so the whole West Co uh, group there and... Uh, <laughs> You know, they were out with our dear friends, the Hicks. I love the Hicks. Steve's like the only knucklehead among them. Oh my goodness. No, actually Steve is not a knucklehead. He's my friend. And, and uh, he took us out for a wonderful dinner the other night at he did. I love that guy, very spiritual guy, piano tuner. If you're in the Midwest, you need to call Steve. And But anyway, this is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking if we can get anything out of this segment of knuckleheaded things, please wear your sunscreen. <laughs> Because I am looking right now, and Stephanie's got a towel on, and Debbie just recommended she dip the towel in, in ice. water. <laughs> that's filled with ice and water. And, folks, you don't put that kind of water on your body unless things are bad. That's all we want to tell you. So please wear your sunscreen. So we're on Psalm number seventy, and we did take a little time, but we wanted to tell you about the great stuff going on here from a far land in Pensacola. 200 of you are in Pensacola. Uh, just good stuff. But we're on Psalm seventy eight. It's another Psalm of ASAP here. And uh seventy seven kind of broke us down a little bit. That was hard. But yeah, the, seventy
2: seven was deep.
1: But then the last part of seventy seven was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And so so we've got three podcasts done. We're probably gonna do four today or something. We're not no way we're gonna do we just gotta get enough to get next week covered. And we can only do so much. Folks, can I tell you sometimes Even us, we get behind. But uh, (laughs) anyway, here we are on Psalm 78, and I love this psalm. It says, Give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known, and our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children. Shewing to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he hath done. He hath established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers, that they should make them known to their children, that the generation to come might know them, even the children which should be born, who should arise and declare to them their children that they might set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments and might not be as their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that set not their heart aright and whose spirit was not steadfast with God. So, you know, looking back, but also talking about the future and letting the future know. So, so what are you getting out of those first eight verses, Stephanie, that we just read?
2: Wow, I love this passage. Um, with every child that the Lord gave me, this passage became more and more precious to me. The um, incredible responsibility and privilege that God gives to each of us as parents to show God to our children, to show, you know our children, what it means to praise God, what it means to you know, live in His strength. And to show them what he has done in the past, what he's doing for them and what he wants to do for them in the future. Yeah. That's what I get out of these verses. Um, I love verse seven, that they might set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments. The whole purpose is that our children will know God. Yeah. Um,
1: and and, and that not that. only know him, but but really have an intimate relationship. That's good.
2: Put their confident expectation in him
1: so you guys know that stephanie has eight pretty cool kids we matter of fact we just was watching uh marco polo said to stephanie by her youngest emmeline and uh, emmy was uh it was kind of a funny
0: mm-hmm. marco
1: polo but just knowing that that generation that generation yes. of kids that that generation that stephanie's uh, bringing out to the world that uh, her and charles brought into this world that god allowed them to father and mother and uh Thinking about and you know what a responsibility it is for the next generation. It is. This is a heavy responsibility, folks. We have a heavy responsibility yeah. with our kids. We, we have a heavy responsibility really to the next generation. Well, that's why the, things matter so much.
2: And now yeah, that's one of the reasons we're here at Pensacola. You know, it's yeah. We have to invest in the young people. We have to invest in their lives, in their hearts.
1: And I'm always encouraged. I'm always encouraged when I come here. To see the students and to, you know, be part of what they're part of. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm always encouraged by that. And I don't know. I, I just feel like especially, you know, we did. This. So we had the chapel on Monday. And, uh, you know, the, these people are so encouraging.
2: They are. They yeah. are. There's a good spirit among a lot of the kids. And um, yeah. I think there's a lot who are really seeking the Lord. And that's exciting.
1: Yeah. But you know, there's something going on here too, Stephanie, that kind of grabbed my attention here and and we see it there in that second verse. I will open my mouth in parable. I will utter dark sayings of old. I'm not hiding our past and the junk we went through. I'm not hiding this, you know, isn't that what Mm -hmm. you get? I mean, isn't that what you're getting there? I'm not hiding this. Yeah. and, And you know, folks, sometimes those things that we've been through, the junk we've been through, the past, we've, I know parents who hide things from their kids. Like I was in the army with this guy, right? And he and his wife adopted a kid, and they never told the kid till she was like 25. Oh my! Yeah, and it messed her up worse than a soup sandwich. You ever try to pour like a <laughs> can, of to, can of tomato soup on a on a piece of sunbeam bread or something? Soggy. It's messy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's how messy this girl's life was. So, uh, I and I'm not just saying just about that, but I'm just saying, you know sometimes by saying hey we lived through this this was and and there's some things we hide you know there's some we don't tell them all the little details but certainly what asaph's talking about here and what god's inspired us to know today and and i think it's providential at this point that we understand that no one's perfect
2: yeah yep
1: i mean have you ever met anyone who was perfect no have you ever met anybody who thought they were perfect yes how far were they from perfect
2: yikes like miles man i mean that could get it to be traumatizing uh, to answer yeah
1: they were like in china when we're (laughs) in the united states people think they're perfect you know they're talking about the car radio when we're changing the tire they don't know what's (laughs) going on man
2: well yeah i think there's an aspect I, i love in verse four how he says showing to the generation to come the praises of the lord and his strength and his wonderful works if our focus is gloating to our children about our strength, our wonderful works, all we've done—we've missed the point.
1: Yeah, and in and, and verse three, and, and I liked what you did in four there, but verse three is saying, uh, "And known, and our fathers have told us." So we can stop what our fathers are passing on to mm-hmm. us if we're not careful. And we don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, the reason our country's so messed up now is because we got this cancel culture, this tear down culture, this mm-hmm. uh, change everything in the world. Well we need to know the mistakes yep. we made. Yep. We've made some mistakes. That's what man. wisdom is we've made some mistakes as families. We've mm-hmm. made some mistakes as citizens, as fellow countrymen. We've made some mistakes as you know, we make mistakes once in a while and can I tell you I made a serious mistake today I got that beef enchilada over there at the chow hall that thing's fighting me right now like oh man it's like a cat chasing a mouse right now it's 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 going to catch the mouse it's just a matter of when but uh yeah so we can't hide these things we 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 gotta we gotta be all in man we gotta tell people what's going on tell our kids share with your kids different things like that and uh uh, and we will hide, we will not hide. That's what I liked about verse uh, Yeah, That's, that's, for, counsel, that's, you you've, that's about.
2: counsel you've given me, yeah. Um, which I mean, I've always ha- tried by God's grace to have that policy with my kids, yeah. But, um,
1: well, yeah, and I, I don't re-
2: think you'll your kids will not trust you no. if they know that you are too proud to admit that you've made mistakes if you're not willing to. Ask their forgiveness. Heaven forbid. Humble yourself and ask your kids forgiveness once in a while if you mess up with them. Yeah. If your world is about hiding who you are from them for an image, you're going to lose your kids. You're going to lose their hearts, and you're not. They're not going to go on to serve God the and, way that you want them and, to.
1: And you know that's that's particularly valid, I think, today. Yeah. Don't be hiding. You know, don't be backsliding. Don't be hiding. Don't be. Uh, you know, I think.
2: Be the real I, deal.
1: Well. I learn from testimony. Mm-hmm. I really do. And I think there's some things. I mean, we don't say, you know. And,
2: oh, yeah.
1: You know, this was my first boyfriend. And boy, you know, we, uh, boy, I was in love with it. And the kids are like, well, what about dad? You know? <laughs> I mean, you, you keep away from that stuff, all right? Dad's all right. Well, you should have seen my first boy. You know, people. Do, oh, that's, my
2: goodness. That's
1: just stupidity. But anyway, we're that, on verse That's knuckle.
2: Five. That could be a knuckleheaded segment right there.
1: You know, we got to go back to that. Yeah, we got to go back to that. All right, here's verse number five. For he established, we just got directions. You heard the whispering, that was our producer there. For he established a testimony in <laughs> Jacob and appointed the law in Israel, which he had commanded our fathers, and they should make them known to their children. Now, here's where the rubber hits the road. Here's what's going on in this podcast. This is what it's all about. We have a responsibility to school the next generation on God. Yeah. And what God has done for Jacob, God changed Jacob's name to Israel. And can I tell you something, things got better. Israel's a good name, man. If I'm going to be called to, you know, if I get a choice between being called Jacob and Israel after reading the Bible, I want you to know my hand's in the air for Jacob. i got to be up front. You mean for Israel. Israel. Man, I'm messing. <laughs> That's what that beef enchilada did to me. It's messing with my brain, man. It's a, there was some kind of seasoning in there. It. it just was a little bit off. But anyway, <laughs> if you worked at the chow hall, I'm not picking on you. Everything else was so good. But the beef enchilada, it's its not my cup of tea. Uh, here we are. I
2: liked it, for the record.
1: You liked, the, you liked I it? I did. I did. And she had some cauliflower. I'll give her credit for that. She tried, and to, a salad. she tried to increase her dose of cauliflower to feel good about herself. And I do that all the time, too. So I totally got that. that yeah. And then I was kind of freaked out because I went to the table and there was someone at the table we didn't know. And I just thought it was one <laughs> of those people who was a table squatter. You know, that come to other people's tables and sit on and make believe they know you. And I was like, that's okay. But then come to find out somebody didn't know them. I just didn't know them. But anyway, that the generation to come might know them. Even the children which should be born, which should arise and declare them their children. So not only do we teach our children, but by teaching our children, by teaching the current generation, by doing the things we do, by being all over it, by being on top of it. In some way, we're taking care of the next generation. That's right. And uh, I think we have a debt to everything God's done for us. And uh, obviously we have a debt to God. But we also have a debt to those who told us the statues, those who yeah. told us the laws, those who've been through these things, yeah. those who've worked on these things and, and, and might not be, as their father fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation. Boy, do we have a stubborn, stubborn I almost said stubborn. <laughs> Again, I'm blaming that on the enchilada. The stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that's set and uh, not their heart aright, and we got to get people to set their hearts aright and whose spirit was not steadfast with God. Think about that for a minute. So he's dealing with a generation. Can I tell you something, friends? That's like the generation we're dealing with today. I don't think a lot has changed in 4,000 years or whatever what it was here in the book of Psalms. I think we've got these same problems, Stephanie. I think we're, we're living this same life.
2: Yeah, I think we have a. I think what I come away from this passage, really being challenged with, is the fact that God has made each of us, whether you're a parent or not, um, if you are in any position of leadership, in any way, shape, or form, with with yo- those younger than you, if you're a Sunday school teacher, if you're um, a teacher of any kind, if you're a mentor, if you're a discipler, we're all having an influence. Yeah. and it's a stewardship God has given us. Yeah. He's yeah. given us a responsibility to invest in those around us and I'm thinking of a wall there at PCC that I love. It yeah. says I will influence my world. Oh yeah. And Yeah. And that's are. what they're doing
1: through this through yeah. this whole gift and by the way that that was a chair noise that wasn't me making any weird noises there. I just had to put my feet up. I had to let the podcast people know this, all right? Wait, word. And, uh, but we will anyway, not
2: hide the truth, right? Um, but friends,
1: isn't this... I'm not hiding no truth. I, I just, know,
2: I know. That's what uh, I said. You won't hide the
1: truth. No, if I, if if I would have made lawyers like know. that, I would have probably claimed it. But anyway, here... here <laughs> oh or I probably would have said, Stephanie, or something <laughs> like that. But anyway, here we are. Now, this is what's messing me up here. Um, I think we have it in, inerrant, or we have actually and ordered a commanded responsibility to make a difference in this world.
2: Yeah, yeah. And
1: I think that's what ASAP is talking about thousands of years ago, is man, I've got this responsibility and you know, we suffer from these things and think about that. You said, I wanted to go back to this. What you said was absolutely correct that a lot of what we're dealing with this week, a lot of the people that we're dealing with, a lot of people that we really love down here are going through it with anxiety and depression. And some might say, well, Brother Doug, what does this have to do with Psalm number 78? And a lot of us are going through anxiety and depression. It has everything to do with it. You know, if we if we are yeah. able to sit laws and statues and and to sit down with people and love them and care for them, and you know what, our kids will be different. They'll be calmer. They'll trust God's Word. They'll trust God. There's a whole generation now, Stephanie, I think of terrified people. Yeah. There's a whole generation of people freaking out right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, we don't want you to freak out. We want you to be, uh, you know, to be in God's word, to helping your children be in God's word, helping the next generation. And if you don't have kids, help someone else's kids. Go to church, chip in, make a difference, smile, treat kids good. And you know who freaks me out? I'll tell you who freaks me out, Stephanie. I'm just being honest with you. You know what freaks me out is people who don't treat kids decently. Amen to that. Treat kids, you know, like they're growing up and becoming adults because they are. Yep. And they're not little adults now. No, that's the stupidest thing I ever heard. That's the other extreme. They're kids. But kids need to be taught how to be an adult, and they need to yep. be treated halfway decent. They're not marginalized. Yep. They're not afterthoughts. I yep. mean, Stephanie's down here buying gifts for her kids. Well, I'm getting this for Steffi. I'm getting this for Emmy. I'm getting this for Joe. You know, she's making a concerted effort on each one of those kids. And make a concerted effort. If God allows you to work with children and stuff, give them a little respect. Take care of them, you know? Yeah. And uh, that makes a big difference. So, so Stephanie, I'm really struggling on a song to go with it. Oh, I've got,
2: I've got well, a what chorus. Is what is it? It's from Bill Rice Ranch. Um, I think Will Rice wrote it, maybe. Um, and I don't have the whole so song. Will,
1: so, if you don't know, Bill Rice Ranch is in Tennessee, not mm-hmm. far from Nashville. My
2: sister lives down in that area.
1: Stephanie's sister, Mercy, lives down in that area with her husband, who is Caleb, right? Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, but there's
2: a song that they've produced, and yeah. I don't have the whole song memorized, but the chorus, the song's based off this passage. Okay. So the chorus I will sing, I have it memorized.
1: You know what? We're right there where you should probably sing that. But Any last things you want to say to the peeps? You're raising eight kids. You, It's a great opportunity to take care of your kids. Anything you want to add for those last uh, last well, thoughts?
2: I, I guess what I'm challenged with, particularly when I look at this passage, is what am I showing to my children? Am I showing them the praises of God, his strength and his wonderful works that he has done? Or am I showing them me? Mm. If I'm showing them me, if I'm showing them how great I am, if I'm showing them how much I know, if I'm showing them, I know everything about what God has for them. It might be a knucklehead. I might be a knucklehead. God didn't call us as parents to show our, make our children want to worship us, make our children think that we know everything. Yeah, we don't. And so I guess I'm challenged with this of, of who am I showing to my children? Am I showing them God and his strength or me and my worldly wisdom that I'm trying to pull together to look like I'm, you Mm. know, the cat's meow, so to speak.
1: Well, speaking of the cat's meow, why don't we go ahead and... I know the song's not named the cat's
2: meow. No, it's not. We will not hide the truth from the children in our care. May they set their hope in God alone what our father gave to us we will defend at any cost we will never cease to carry on the cause
0: thank you for listening to our podcast today it is very important to all of us at help for wounded spirits